We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother J, brother J, brother J. What's up, my brother? What's up, man? All is well, all is well, all is well in the land of living. We ain't got no choice but to be well, brother. We could we could focus on what we ain't got, but we could appreciate what we do got. And that's that's another day to live, bro. Amen, amen to that, man. Amen to that. Amen to that, man. Uh the the the, the impeachment trial is over of 45, and uh we kind of saw the results coming. <laughs> the writing, the writing was on the wall, but you know, there were there were a few uh Republican senators that had some 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 balls and, and some spines that uh stood up for what was right i i think we knew from the jump what the outcome was gonna be yeah but i think they needed to follow through with it provide the evidence as and have it legally documented because when it happens again right and something's going to happen again the ones that the 57 individuals will look at the others like see what see what happened yeah right and i think had uh, many of them weren't necessarily traumatized enough because trauma would definitely have impacted their decision they weren't traumatized enough that them or their families they weren't impacted enough and so that's crazy though, man, because you know, we expect Congress to look out for the people. They they not even trying to look out for each other. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, sure, sure, Bob, sure, Bob came in and broke down the gates and stormed the stormed the Capitol, raised uh, Confederate flags in in the in the rotunda. Sure they did, but uh no, 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 Trump, no, Trump didn't, he didn't incite that. He had nothing to do with it. Like, yo. I can't expect I can't expect folk that they, they they don't they don't even want to look out for themselves and be selfish, man. So I know they ain't looking out for me. <laughs> I, no. I, it, and I just like people were upset and shocked. And I was like, no, I didn't even invest that much emotion in it. I watched the prosecution, right? The prosecutor's standpoint and their presentation and how they they handled it and prepared polished, um, ready, right? Powerful presence. The defense, they knew what it was. So like, they didn't come prepared. They knew that I don't have to work this hard, but I'm gonna get this money. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I'm glad it's over. Um, however, the impacts of what happened on the sixth are far from being over. And like I said, I feel that something else is gonna happen to where the individuals that did not vote in favor of impeaching um, are going to wish they had them. And by then it's going to be too late. Yeah, man. Then, you know, the the little speech old Mitch gave at, uh, at, at after the verdict had already been rendered. And I, I'm just like, man, come on, man. You, you're taking up, you're taking up airspace. You're taking up time. You're taking up bandwidth. Nobody needs to look at that chin. Nobody needs to look at that chin I'm for that long a period of time, man. I'm over him. I'm over I'm it. I'm over him. I'm like, it'd be okay if like something happens and you don't come back. It'd be all right. Dude. Shout out to the black excellence who are uh, some of the impeachment managers, man. Uh, Congressman Joe Nagoose and Congressman Stacy Plat Plaskett. Uh man, you know, the Virgin Islands and East Africa was representing. Uh, with with their uh, ability to uh, articulate the obvious evidence, but they did it, they did it so eloquently. Um, it was it was to behold, man. So shout out to you know black excellence representing during uh, Black History uh, Recognition Month <laughs> in the United States of America. It was a it was a sight to behold, brother. It was a sight to behold. Um, they did their thing. Um, it's but just, dog, you know, you you would never think they they laid it out so heavy, man. Because you know, with like federal cases in general, they say if if you're going to be prosecuted on a federal level, 
it's like a 96% conviction rate. You like, so you know, on the fed level, man, like the, you, you, you gotta have your shit together, right? And so if you got if you can get impeached, it's enough evidence that's serious enough to you know say, look, man, you you just can't be out here wilding. You know, we got standards. And the fact that 45 rolled out with my cousin Vinny and a public defender <laughs> and beat inciting inciting a riot. I was just like, yo, it was it was kind of like we we knew that we knew the obvious results and what it was gonna be, but it was like nah 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 nah. It was like yo, you you rolled up some dumbasses and it came out victorious because they already knew what was gonna happen, right? Dude. And it was like the this was really just to have it documented that he was impeached twice, and the first time they brought up impeachment. The uh, insurrection was a slap in the face, like, oh, had you had impeached him, you we wouldn't be in this situation. Um, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, you live and you learn, man. It's Black yeah. History Month. I'm not talking about that cat no more. I That's guess. it. That's it, man. You know, it's, it's you know, we celebrating Black History Month on a daily, daily basis. But uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to that brother and sister who uh, did their thing, man. That was that was um, that was dope. That was dope. Absolutely. And, and other in other news, man, you know, uh, I turned 40 in uh, last year and I feel pretty good now. But, uh, you know, father time waits for no man, brother Jay. Father time waits for no man. But I've taken great solace. That if I could uh, devote myself to the TB12 regimen, and I, I might be able to pull out a few more championships, like old Tom Brady <laughs> snuck down to Tampa Bay and snuck him, snuck him a championship ring off the back of that great defense down in Tampa Bay. You know, I, I was thinking about that, man. I'm like, yo, you 43 years old, and you winning Super Bowls, man. That's so, crazy to me. Congrats on the Super Bowl. I, I was just, I was taken aback when um, they were referring to him as the GOAT. Yeah, well, okay. <clears throat> I've heard two two arguments, right? Mm-hmm. The GOAT of NFL quarterbacks, by far. But they were talking, like, I've heard arguments that he's the greatest athlete of all time. I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. no, that's so- no, no way, no way, no how. And so um, I shared shared a post about Serena Williams in comparison to that guy. And we're talking about an individual sport. Mano y mano. Yeah. Like in that case, chica la chica. The number of appearances in like major tournaments and events and championships and titles, right? She's younger, made more appearances in different heavy weight tournaments compared, you know, in their respective um, sports. And so it was like, you can say greatest of all time in terms of quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah, I give him that by far, by far. Right. The numbers don't lie. Even though he never beat Eli Manning, though, as a. As a retired Giants fan, I like to (laughs) poke my thumb up (laughs) at a lot of Tom Brady fans just because he never he never quite got over the hump of old Eli Manning. (laughs) I mean, and that's fair, right? That's fair, right? If we're saying numbers don't lie to prove that he's the greatest of all times in terms of quarterbacks in the National Football League, then when we hold him against other athletes in different sports. Right. We need to yield to the numbers don't lie argument. But we're having a hard time doing that. Yeah, I I can't I can't see him being the greatest athlete of all time. Right. I mean, even because I mean, even even if you let's just say let's just look at basketball. You know, Michael Jordan never lost in the finals. And, you know, basketball, you have a, a greater opportunity to impact your, your your team in basketball than you do do in football. You need a great quarterback, but let's just call a spade a spade. You know, if 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 the Bucks defense didn't come to play, 
they could have took an L. So it wasn't all on Tom Brady. So I can't say that you're the greatest athlete ever based on your contributions to those winning teams. Facts. You know, in the year, in the year that I, I was like, yo, he was, I was, I felt that he could have been on that level of being the greatest was that year they almost went undefeated and they lost to they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. But that year, like Tom Brady put up Superman numbers. But once again, like you said, you gotta you gotta look at the entire body of work. And he's you know he's 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 had a great coach. He's had some great teams and been part of great teams. Nice. But you know, yeah, kudos to the football accomplishments, man. But to say Brady is better than Jordan or Serena, like come on, man. Bill Russell. Bill Russell, like yeah, even even when it comes to winning, to say he's better than like a Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, I could keep going, but yeah. So congratulations, man. He just he he did give me some hope though that you know life life ain't over yet. I still got plenty of winning to do. That's fair too. At least a few more, <laughs> a few more. That's fair. I might not more. I might not be able to run a Boston out this joint. But <laughs> a few more turns at bat, right? That's it, man. That's it. For real. Yeah, man. You uh, have you been watching some of these these uh, epic uh, films that have been dropping as of late, man? I have. I need to catch up on a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like to watch movies when I'm busy and I'm multitask, right? And so I really like, especially black movies. I like to be in a space where I can, my phone is down, I can engage. Because typically, what's happening, I'll drift off, and I'll start. And then I look down at my phone, look up. I don't know what's happening. So then I have to rewind it. And it takes me like three hours to watch what should have been a 90 hour flick. Right. And so um, I have a few that's on my list that I need to watch. Um, And then some I need to watch again so I can look at things that I didn't see the first time. Yeah. And so um, the the streaming services, they got me right now, man. They got me. They got me in the vice grips right now, man. All the streaming services because something good is on. Every every streaming service, I think, at least for me, for the first time since I've had all of that nonsense, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, uh, my my son put me on the Cobra Kai on Netflix, and that gives me this uh, nostalgia because you know it reminds me of the old Karate Kid movies, mm-hmm. and they got all the same characters, but they old now, man. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So I, I uh, I've been watching that. And uh, watching WandaVision on Disney Plus, that's actually that actually got pretty good. And then, of course, uh, One Night in Miami on uh, Amazon Prime, hell of a flick. And then, uh, yeah, I think me and you, man, we, we probably need to have a, a debrief at a later date around uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, man, the Fred Hampton uh, movie. It's it, it's good, man. But I I, I think it's a it's a more powerful discussion involved with that flick man because of like just the uh, level of awareness that fred hampton had as a 21 year old man at the time man i'm I'm, I'm just thinking when i was 21 man i wasn't thinking about no revolutionary principles and tactics man like street women and cheap wine brother dude (laughs) whatever i could afford brother jay whatever i could afford <laughs> and so, but I, but I, I, you know, the the movie, I, that's one of the flicks I got to go back and watch again. I've watched it twice already, mm-hmm. but the first time it was more so. Even though you knew how it was gonna end, uh, it was more so. It, it just hit hit a little different. So the second time I could kind of watch it and pick up some things that maybe I missed the first go round, but I still got to watch it a couple more times, man. But hell, hell of a hell of a flick though. Damn. Like people, hey, we coming, we coming with it, man. Yeah, and there's more coming. We got coming for uh coming to America part two. Oh in yeah, a, in a couple weeks. I gotta get my outfit ready for that, man. And that joint drop, when that joint drop on Amazon Prime, I gotta get me an outfit for that one. I don't care if I'm gonna be in the house, I'm gonna have an outfit on coming to America too. All the greats. What type? Of, I'm not even gonna ask. I'll just wait to see. Um, I but you know, I ain't never been a you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go rock rock some some African garb. You know what I'm saying, a dashiki or something like that. Nah, I just I think I just want to get fresh, man. Okay. You know, like I'm going to a movie, like I'm going to you know popular movie AMC 24 on Eisenhower and Alexandria. Got to have your sneaker game right. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw on an outfit when that bad boy come out. 
that's fair that's fair and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of movement in terms of like the tv shows as well right i stumbled across um a show on amazon prime i'm sorry prime video as they call it called uh, undercover and it was with the bcc did i say that right bcc the The news network british yeah yeah, uh uh-huh British and, British broadcast channel, I believe. Yeah. Mm. So BBC, BBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BBC. Okay. I said BCC. So oh, okay, that's a co- college conference. Yeah, that's a, um, yeah, that's a, that's a community <laughs> college. Or you blind copy somebody <laughs> on a, on your email response. <laughs> but it was about um, how this guy went undercover for twenty plus years, married um, an aspiring attorney um had kids lived a whole separate life and his wife was the subject of like any information that he could get on her or what she was working on he needed to give to the people that hired him bro he was he was a hired snitch for his wife on his wife it was crazy bro like like 20 years like a 20 year snitch bruh he was undercover um, and it was about she was working on the case that happened when they first met. And when you get to the episode, which reveals why they met, you're just like the whole thing was a setup for her. And she realizes it as she's trying to get someone that's on death row uh off of death row it's it's crazy it's only six episodes but i'm just like okay okay well we gotta put that on the on the on the on the service (laughs) yeah it's on the stream screen i'm like yo that's legit that's that's legit um and there's a few other things you know all american is back on so yeah i'm i'm with that um Oh, snowfall! Snowfall coming back. Uh, Snowfall's coming yes, back. Yes, end of the month. Yeah, yeah. That hey man, that black excellence gonna be all. We're gonna be alive and in living color in 4K on all your streaming services. Now, one thing that I haven't really like, I started watching it. I don't know how I feel about it. Is Queen Latifah is the equalizer? I saw. Oh, okay. I saw the commercials for that during the Super Bowl. I and didn't I watch the show though. I don't really know. I watched an episode and it was all right. I don't know how I feel about it. Though. See, when Queen Latifah toting guns and, and, and letting them things off, man, I, I can't see nobody else but Cleo. So, like, she wouldn't work for me in a, in a role like that. When you kind of like a tougher version of Olivia Pope, that's what I that's what I kind of gathered from the, the commercial. She She's like a, a cleaner, a fixer or whatever. Yeah, she's the, like, like Denzel was in the movie yeah. The Equalizer. And so yeah. it's like the premise is still there, but I'm just – I'm gonna give it a couple episodes before I just negate it because it's a black show and I try to I try to make sure I support our own. Um, but see, uh, I'm a I'm a watch it, man. I'm going to see her in cornrows, cornrows, and some pair a pair of dicky a dicky overalls. I, I, I think Cleo days are gone. Bro. <laughs> she getting that CBS money, man. That's CBS. That's, that's some good right. money. That's some good money right there, man. That's, that's that. Right. That's that long, long, long money guaranteed. I gotta call her Dana Owens now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had to check that one out too, man. But hey, I, you know, for for this episode, man, we wanted to really talk about, uh, you know, our favorite black movies, man. Like our favorite black movies, and I kind of put you to task to say, you you know, you come up with your ten, I'm gonna come up with my ten. A ten black movies that you gotta watch during Black History Month, man. And mind you, there's no methodology behind this list. There's no uh, there's no science or specification behind this list. This is just a list of, of movies that I like to watch. And I just think, yo, it wouldn't be Black History Month if you didn't watch these movies and have them on your uh, agenda to, 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 to preview and partake in. So, uh, Brother Jay, uh, you know, today's today's episode is focusing solely on our top 10, which, which will likely be top 20 movies that you got to that you got to watch during black history month you know no 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 particular order but you gotta have them on your list you gotta have them on your list brother jay and so for me i'm gonna throw out uh i'm gonna throw out number one that kind of got me thinking about this list i'm gonna throw out cb4 it was a chris rock written chris rock written and produced uh movie where he played uh <laughs> when, when he played a uh a perpetrating rapper and he had a group 
and uh, they mimic the group off of the cell block, uh, the cell block level CB4. And uh, Gusto was the he was MC Gusto, and uh, he was really portraying Charlie Murphy's character in that movie, who was the real gangster Gusto. Uh, but yeah, straight out of straight out of low cash was one of the hits from that song. But I picked that movie because of G Money's part, and I, I never I think it's Payne. It's Alan Payne, I believe. Is it Jason Alan. Payne? Or is it Alan Payne? I believe Jason, it's Alan. It's okay, but it was it was Jason's lyric though. I never called him Alan Payne. I always called him G Money. Everything he played in, he G Money to me. So G Money, G Money was in CB4, and he had one uh scene where he uh was recording a music video about his blackness. And uh check it out. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm bliggity bliggity. I'm black, y'all. That is one of the highlights of that movie to me. And it just reminds me of Black History Month. But it's like, yo, if I'm going to celebrate Black history, it's going to be 365, all things Black all the time. <laughs> so CB4, my number one, one of, one of my top 10 movies you got to watch for Black History Month. Okay. All right. So I didn't put mine in any particular order. Yeah. Um, but the first one that I would list would be um, American Gangster. Whew, heavy uh with denzel and that's one of my was one of my favorite um stories right because uh i followed followed that individual frank lucas reading up on him um that's also one of my nicknames within the fraternity um, oh hey you get it from the ground man hey. you, you make sure you get it ain't stepped on or nothing hey that's chinchilla <laughs> <laughs> you blocked that. That's French That's Alpaca. Right. Hey. That's French Alpaca. You blocked that shit. If I so, if, if my brothers wanted to be doctors, if, if I was a doctor, they would have wanted to be a doctor. If I was a lawyer, <laughs> they would have wanted to be a lawyer. I was yeah. a gangster and a drug dealer. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's that's my joint. In addition to like because of that, um the series with Forrest Whitaker when he was uh Bumpy Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, right. on, on epics. Yeah, yeah, man. right. And so I appreciated that. So American Gangster, that's something that I think you gotta watch. One, it shows the the it shows the drug scene that was in Harlem that was taking a lot of us out, right? But it was also you got to see entrepreneurship in black business, right? Even though it was a bad business. Um they were doing what the Italians was doing, as they like to say in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like they was doing what others was doing. It was just the sad part was they was doing it to us in our own neighborhood. Ooh, um, it, it was globalization. It was supply, oh, and, de supply and demand. Absolutely. It, it was opportunity costs. It was marketing. It was PR, HR. Yo, Frank Lucas, Frank, I'm just saying, man, you know, the, the power of the mind. The power of the mind, yo. So that damn, that's dope. That's heavy. You just came out the gate with American Gangster. All right, all mm -hmm. right. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stay in the I'm gonna stay in the uh, the entrepreneurship realm as well. Then and uh, New New Jack City, directed by Mario Van Peoples, man, and starring G Money, G Money, and uh, one Wesley Snipes as a young Nino Brown. So I love the movie just because it's like people people put Scarface on a pedestal, but you know, New Jack City is like the black Scarface to me. And, I, you know, the fact that the the, the soundtrack was hitting. Oh, yeah. The, the, the characters, there's so many one-liners and so many memorable scenes from the movie. Um, yeah, it's a much must watch. And the fact that you, you know, you, you got, you had, you had Ice-T, Wesley Snipes, and Mario Van Peoples. And, and uh, what's my, what's my man, uh, Judge? I forget his name, but all on the same screen, man. It was crazy. Like personalities you would never knew would work together or hang out. So New Jack City, that's up there. But in that same vein of Frank Lucas, you know, mm -hmm. that's how, you know, that's how we get down, man. If you don't provide it, if we don't have opportunities, we're going to create opportunities. Yeah. Even at the expense of our own. And I think that's a, that's a deeper deeper concern but the question is how did we get put onto this game that was wiping out our community right it's we like, learned it from somewhere right yeah 
and they taught us intentionally to do the work that they weren't able to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I too had that on my list. So now I got to think of something else to substitute it with. Um, my next one would be uh, Lean On Me. Oh, yeah. You used to call me Crazy Joe. Now you can, now call, they can me. call me Batman. God bless the dead too, yeah. man. He's, Damn. He recently transcended to um from a descendant to an ancestor but i actually got to meet joe clark um and did he yell a lot did he yell and scream a lot man he spoke at a conference and he had he had his uh his megaphone oh wow right he had his megaphone he spoke at the conference had his megaphone and um the brother was powerful right brother was powerful and like yo that movie that kind of that movie inspired me to be more active within education, right? And so that's why I did higher education and workforce development, right? To to get individuals in line. Um, but just once again, seeing the problems that was facing the Patterson, right? It was Patterson, New Jersey. So seeing yeah. the issues that was flagrant the the community of Patterson, New Jersey, and how they how he um, inspired change for the better. And so, um, yeah. during bleak circumstances too, man. Like oh, absolutely the, the height the height of the crack epidemic, yo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you yeah, lean on me. Yeah, man, that's that's heavy, man. I'm I'm gonna lighten the mood up a little bit, man. The movie you gotta watch during Black History Month: House Party. House party, man. House party. One? Yeah, what the first one. Gotta be okay. the first. Gotta be the first one. The other one where they were really good, but the first one, you gotta watch it just because you got Martin Lawrence and Robin Harris on the same screen. Uh the soundtrack was bumping. And honestly, I just believe that every house party should be like a house, like like that house party. But that's what I thought. That's what I thought was going to happen, man. When I got grown or old enough to go to house parties, I thought like it was going to be a dance battle in the middle of the living room. I thought it was going to be like punch and, 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 and refreshments, but you know, some people don't have refreshments at their, their house parties. <laughs> I, I, my expectations were a little too, too high, man. I thought it was going to be dance battles, good refreshments and somebody daddy was going to come looking for somebody, but nah, man, never, never worked out that way. Disappointment. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I like to I like to relive it during every Black History Month, man. House party, okay. yeah, All for right. sure. Um, mm. I will say Harlem Nights. Nice Harlem Nights. That's nice. like drop me off in Harlem's one of my favorite songs, and that plays at the end. Um. That was actually on my list as well. That's oh. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. And, and once again, that showed how we created our own, right? That was economic development. Uh, you know, she's like, I'm in charge of the girls. <laughs> like, I'm in charge of the girls. <laughs> yes. Women empowerment. <laughs> yeah. Women yeah. Empowerment, I'm in charge yo. of the girls quick. Um, so, yeah, that's something. <clears throat> now, you know, these movies I watched year round, but during hey, Black yeah. History Month, like, this is something that I think people should watch. So Harlem Nights. Yo, I I I love that movie. I love that pick as well. And there likely will be some duplicate duplication. So for listeners, y'all take what we give you. And if it add up to 20, it's 20. If it add up to 10, it's 10. But this is our list. So you let us do what we do. But Harlem Nights, to your point, Brother Jay, um, one of the reasons I really, really love that movie, and it's one of my all-time favorites, um, especially for, for the season, all of the black comedic heroes that were in that movie at the same time on the same screen and the entertainers like that's like red between red fox richard pryor eddie murphy della reese alone Mm. right that's that's just crazy to me man then you got a robin harris in the background you got a charlie murphy in the background yeah. Like man, it, it was it was a it was a great a great movie just for the cast and it kind of like paid homage to generations and just the different levels of talent. Like if you just look at comedy, it's like all right, Red Fox was like the Jesse Owens 
and and Richard Pryor was like the Carl Lewis, and Eddie Murphy was like the Usain Bolt. Yeah. You know, you you never you you really we I don't know as as a culture, man. Do we see at least with black pop culture? Do we see like generations of of batons being passed in one genre or another? I I don't I can't recall it, man. Like one movie, one movie where it's just all this greatness in it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. Um gone are the days where we will see that like it was god you could there there were a lot of movies in the 90s that did that right like wait until exhale the whole cast was stellar yeah. performances right yeah. um hell the preacher's wife um anything that keenan ivory lands was touching or near it might have been foolish but it had all of us and um it was nothing for you to see six and seven headliners, right? All in one movie. And then um, what's uh, Jennifer Lewis, right? When she mm-hmm. would pop up in the movie, you was like, yo, I don't even know where they got her from. She always um, popping up with a drink in her hand talking and, about it. And loud, right? <laughs> and it was like, yo, that's a staple, Diana Washington the staple, the bougie-ass mother, but she was a staple, right? Felicia Rashad always had those similar characteristics in all her roles, bro. And so it's like, you you couldn't just have a movie and just have one. It was like, no, you got to bring all of us with you. Yeah, man. You think them days is done, though? I do. That's crazy. I do, yeah. I do because you have individuals who... um. The budgets for movies ain't that big no more. And everybody, everybody ain't gonna work for five thousand no. dollars a pop like they did on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. You only get that one time. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> the budgets are too low, right? Like I was looking at some of the headliners, um, how much they made on certain movies, and I'm just like, God, dog, did they know? Like, think of the color purple, all those headliners, dude. That's crazy, man. I um I was watching, I was watching a uh a podcast. Uh, Shannon Sharp, he got a podcast, Club Shay Shay, and I was watching uh the episode he had with Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. and Chris Tucker said I think he only got paid like twenty grand for Friday, like twenty like twenty legit thousand dollars. He's getting royalties and stuff off of. It, right? I don't know. I didn't. He didn't discuss like anything on the back end. But like for him acting in Friday, he said he was like he was mad specific. He was like, "Yo, twenty two days, a twenty two day shoot. It was lean, and he. I think he said he got paid twenty grand. So a thousand a day, basically. So for that alone, Friday going on my list, man. Cause it was, it's too, it's too many. It's too many. It's, it was too many heavy hitters in Friday, man. Mm-hmm. For like, yo, the, the fact that the fact that they made that movie for less than a million dollars and the impact it's had on like the culture Still. and everybody that was in it. Like, yeah. Still. Yeah. Friday won't even, I didn't, I didn't even have Friday listed, but I added it. It's there. That's there. We, yeah. No rhyme or reason to this list y'all, but Friday gotta be there, man. That's wild. That's fair. I will, um, I'm going to kick it to the Ernest Green story. Mm. One of one of the Little Rock individuals that was integral in integrating schools, right? And I remember it was released, I want to say, um, on the Disney Channel was when it was released and showed a lot. Um, Morris Chestnut, Ozzie Davis, Ruby D. Omar Gooding, Avery Brooks, Monica Calhoun. Um, yeah, it's one of the movies, man. I don't know if you get, I don't know if you get a cast like that. Even though when that movie came out, those those stars in it were still ascending. Yeah. But even still, man, like you say those names now, that's crazy. Yeah. Tina Lifford, CCH Pounder, like they had some heavy hitters, right? And so that's that's one of my favorite favorite uh movies of all time um and so that's definitely something that 
uh, I think that people need to watch for Black History Month. Oh man, oh uh, man, and in in that same vein, man, I'm a I'm a stick with uh, I'm a stick with in that lane with Roots. It's a oh. it's a mini series, <laughs> you know that. Now, do they have mini series now? I guess they're I guess they they split them up on the streaming channels now. That there, there will never be another mini series. Yeah, it's it's all everything is being streamed now. Yeah, it's like doc, you know, docu series or short short film kind well, of adaptation or something like that. But then think about it, like TV episodes weren't weren't an hour back then, and so those would be considered mini series. Yeah, that's true. But when you when you think about Roots, man, and just the story of Kunta Kinte, and 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 looking at you know uh, where we have come from, mm. that had a booming cast in it too, man. Oh, you know, Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson, John Amos, uh, Ben Vereen, uh, Lewis Gossip Jr. Like man, that that, that was heavy. That was yeah. heavy too. <laughs> and and that was one of the first uh, films that my grandfather actually made me sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Like I he he sat down like when I used to hate it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I, I'm nostalgic about it now. I used to hate it though because it, it would always you know it would last a week and it would always come on during the time there was something else on I wanted to watch. And it was long, bro. It was long, man. And like, it was traumatizing. Yeah, like, damn, Chicken George, yo, you've been dealing with this your whole life? Like, your whole life, Chicken George? Not, <laughs> not, it was traumatizing. That and um, Alex Haley wrote another one. I think it was called Queen. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? And so those joints were long. And and it's sad, too, man. Yeah, bad, and I sad, think hindsight, we, we could really appreciate the work of art that it is um but lavar burton was in that young kunta kente yeah yeah man that, that that was a heavy that was a heavy film man so in, in honor of an honor of black history month now celebration that's that's a definitely must watch but you're gonna need some time with that you just can't you, you you're gonna need like saturday and sunday afternoon evening to get through the whole thing because you might have to stop and go grab you grab you a drink or something because it's gonna take you there yeah yeah. yeah, it's gonna take you there for real. <laughs> it, but I mean, it's I think it's a good time to watch it now that we're in quarantine because like you ain't got to deal with uh, white folks as much as you typically would. Um, like I, when I was in grade school, I remember that I couldn't I couldn't really watch those movies. Like one of the movies I'll I'll go to it next. The Hurricane, right? Mm, I, I yeah, got into, that's, that's that hit a little different too. The Hurricane, right? I, I got into a fight after I watched The Hurricane, and so. As a youngster, I realized that, hey, I can't watch these movies. I can't because, like, I'm going to school and I'm using lines that I heard in the movie. And be like, y'all know he didn't do it. And then it's like, who is y'all? <laughs> like, who didn't do it, right? And so I'm smacking anybody that rises up against me. Bro, I could have got kicked out. Luckily, the principal... <laughs> The principal <laughs> liked me and God favored my life with because that I don't really know how I was gonna tell Justine I got kicked out for smacking some white kids. Oh, because you of you do you was you was on some militant joint behind her, the hurricane. Hate may have locked me up, but love is gonna bust me out. That was my line, bro. And like I was ready to go to war over the hurricane. That you know what? That's legit. That's legit, man. That's legit. I'm a, I, you know, that because that's a classic for me too. I'm gonna stay in the classic lane, man. Um, Uptown Saturday Night. That's a, <laughs> that's another, that's another flick that my grandfather actually let me watch, and I think just because it was one of the movies that was that was popping during his era, man. Uptown Saturday Night was actually directed by uh, Sidney Poitier, and it starred uh, Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, Flip Wilson, Harry Belly Belafonte. Uh, Paula Kelly, I mean, heavy hitters, but it was like one of the first like superhero black movies that was out. That wasn't like a, a all the way black exploitation flick, like it mm-hmm. had crossover appeal, but all of those heavy hitters was in it, man. And then the follow up, let's do it again. Yeah. But, but Uptown Saturday night, I think, I think Harlem nights kind of adopted the setting around, around uh, Uptown Saturday night, as far as just putting all those legends on one screen, man. But yeah, shout um, out to Sydney Portier, man. Yeah, boy, smooth. He's so smooth, man. How you had Sydney Portier and Harry Belafonte in the same movie, man? In the same movie. God yeah. damn. Bro, it's, 
so with that, I'll stay, I'll stay classic and I'll definitely say Malcolm X with Denzel Washington, the Spike Lee joint. Oh, my man should have all that power. Listen, uh that uh, I have the book and the 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 transcript on my bookshelf. Um right by the hurricane. And um by any means necessary, brother. By any means necessary. And you know the dope was... thing about that movie, man? Mm-hmm. Like the funding. Like black people, like we funded that joint too. Yeah. Mm. Which which I think is is powerful. Um, even when we look at the history of black cinematology, like we funded a lot of our stuff because mainstream didn't want to see the stuff that we wanted to put out. They wanted to see us portrayed in certain ways and in certain lights. And it was like, ah, we're not, we not finna do this, right? We, we gonna, we gonna tell our story our way. And so we funded a lot of our stuff. Man, yo, I just remember um, like the credits at the end, you remember the credits at the end and it was Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, uh, Janet Jackson, Bill Cosby, like all of the all of the people that put their money up to make that film. Like that's mm-hmm. how important the film was to our culture. Mm-hmm. And with, with it being, of course, led by the Academy Award winning uh, director Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. Man, yeah. Well, you know, since you you pulling up legacy, legendary stuff, man. Uh, I'm gonna say Boys in the Hood. You gotta watch Boys in the Hood, directed by John Singleton. Just because it's one of those, it's one of those movies that's a, it's beyond a, a hood classic and a hood film. It's a film about uh, who we are as a as a culture and who we are as a um, society. But more importantly, man, who we are as men. It was some positive examples of you know black men in that movie, but also some good examples of you know how we fall short sometimes, man. And um, yeah. and that when I was coming up as a teen, early teenager. Like it was impactful, boys in the hood, man. And I, I also thought, I also thought like I was supposed to dress like uh, <laughs> I was supposed to dress like Ricky and Trey. I thought I was supposed to, you know, had a fly the fly gear and all that stuff, man. But yeah, okay, didn't quite, didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in that vein. I'm gonna stay in that vein, and I'm gonna say higher learning. Ah, heavy. John Singleton. John Singleton, brother bad John boy. Singleton. He a was bad a boy, man. bad brother, man. But I think that that and my next movie that I'm going to say really shaped um, or provided insight to what took place on college, predominantly white college campuses. I will say that. And so that's one of the movies that I think individuals He did kind of tell a story. I think like higher learning like if school days uh, was the black experience, you know, black college experience, how learning really did sum up what it was like for, you know, black communities at PWIs, especially yeah. large, large PWIs, man. Yeah. I never, I never thought about it in that regard, but that's true. Yeah. That's that, that sums it up. Like the, the parties, the, the different kinds of black people that you yeah. had on a PWI. Yeah. Dude, I never, yo, bro, I never thought about that, man. That, mm-hmm. Yo, that is that is like our story. Attending the PWI will be higher learning to the T. I, you know, yeah. minus all the gun violence and stuff, but you know, depending on your school, I don't. Or depending on the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you did there? <laughs> so yeah, I would say higher learning. Man, yo, well, you know, uh, Bad Boys Two, man, Bad Boys Two. And I say Bad Boys too because it's one of those movies that is just the epitome of black excellence. Bad Boys One was a cool movie, don't get me wrong, but Bad Boys Two like took it took the stardom to another level, man. You know the, the Mike Lowry haircut, the Mike Lowry fader, man. It got fresher. You know the soundtrack was bigger. I think Bad Boys did the soundtrack, and it was just like you know. Uh, a climax after climax after climax after climax after apex in that whole movie, man. But it was one of the first movies I was like, yo, we got like the the, the best actors and action heroes yeah. of the time. Yeah. The best soundtrack, the best director. It, yeah. Yeah. Bad boys, too, man. It's like the epitome of, you know, it's like us, man. So yeah. we RLJ and Kev, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, we like Marcus and we like Marcus and Mike. But we ain't got no Porsche to drive. But it's yeah, all right. I know. We, we working right. though. We, we, we ain't got no trust fund either. We ain't got. No- <laughs> yeah, we we trying to get. Yeah, we we trying to get some of that. We at least um, we ain't got all them babies though. We ain't got facts, all them babies like Marcus. Good gracious. Facts. Facts. Nah, man, I'm good on that. Okay, bad boys too. And so uh, you you kind of opened it up when I started talking about higher learning, but school days is on my list as well. Yeah. Um, Big brother almighty. And, and I think because I'm in uh, a black Greek letter organization, um, I think it has a different type of meaning. Um, not to mention I was forced to watch it while on my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had another different type of meaning then. But I think the stories that were told in those uh, those films, a lot of people missed it, right? Especially individuals that could not identify with any other characters, right? If you weren't Black, you missed a lot of the things that took place because a lot of the, the messaging through our community was woven into or embedded into the scenes, the settings, the environment, like a lot of things. And so there are a lot of hidden jewels and especially anything that has Spike Lee in it. There's there's messages beyond messages. And Yo, so he put a lot of people on in that movie too, man. My God, yes. It was like House Party went to college. Yes, uh, that's crazy. Right? And it was just like, yo, this joint is live. Yeah, because I mean, let me, let me just think off the top. And I know I'm gonna leave a lot of people out. I know Larry Larry Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. um, Tashina R. Uh, uh, Campbell. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tisha Campbell, Tisha Jasmine Guy, Jasmine Guy was in the joint. Yep, uh-huh. Tashina Arnold was in there. Yeah. Ah um, uh, man, well, I can, I always forget the Spanish brother's name, man. But uh, but he in all the Spike Lee movies, him. Yeah. <laughs> him. You know? yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know, y'all know I'm talking about. Um. It was a lot. It was like, even if they had small appearances, their presence meant something. And it was, it was the scene, bro. And so school days. Man, that's heavy. That's heavy, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go ahead and close out some of my, my list with, a, with some personal favorites, man. The last dragon, the last dragon, man. And the reason I say the last dragon, not only Who's is it the a, master, who, it's a cult <laughs> classic. It's a lot of one-liners karate, karate in the eighties was everything. <laughs> And but what really uh, strikes a chord in me about the flick is it was produced by Motown, it was produced by Barry Gordy. It I was like one of the that. yeah yeah it was like one of his first uh, first movies that he got he had gotten major funding to to produce. So he bankrolled the movie. So that's why you had the barge in it and Vanity mm. in it and kind of a lot of the music that was mm. like popular music of that right time in the background because yeah. Motown had the soundtrack. So yeah, the, the last dragon, man. You know, I'm I'm just trying to find my glow in life like Bruce Leroy, brother Jay. That's fair. That's fair. Um I got two more, I think. Or do I? I, I think you do. I think you do, because I think I got one more. Um Black Panther. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> like enough said, man. Like <laughs> That that that's a good bookend, man. That's a good bookend. Yeah, like what else is there to be said? Like just what it meant to the culture, what it still means to the culture. Um, the legendary Chadwick Boseman, who has transcended from um, a descendant to one of our beloved ancestors, just the power and everything that it represents, um, and what we still ascribe to be. Dude, that joint that joint brought uh people together too, the movie. Yeah. Cause because the Black Panther, the Black Panther was the first movie that uh, my mother watched that was a Marvel movie mm-hmm. because my son loved the Marvel characters, but none of the movies she could really get into. But Black Panther was the first one that she watched. So then she went back and watched a few of the other Marvel movies. And so, yeah, it really brought people together across generations. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see that in a lot of films, man. Well, I mean, because a lot of the films, it, it, it's not built for everything, right? Like when you think of it, 
it goes into a certain subset to where if I'm not a fan of action, I'm not going to go see it. If I'm not a fan of drama, I'm not going to go see it. If I'm not a fan of horror, I'm not going to go see it. But this was like a this was about black excellence. That's all it was about. And it encapsulated everything that we were as a people in Wakanda. That's legit. That's legit. I'm going to end my list with Coming to America, man. In the spirit of, of Coming to America 2 coming out, man. Coming to America, I got to add it on the list just because I've shared scenes and uh, one-liners with so many different people in my life that have come from Coming to America, man. And that was one of the first movies that, uh, you know, you saw somebody like Eddie Murphy playing all of those different characters, man. Mm -hmm. Talented. Like talented, like yo, it, I, I I think I was grown. I think I was grown before I I knew he played the Jewish the Jewish cat in the barbershop, man. <laughs> like everything I love, yo. I had an epiphany one day. I was like, that's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> never I had never. <laughs> and I think I think I think I was watching um I was watching Raw Delirious or one of them joints, and he did the voice. And I was like, yo, that's the dude coming to America. That was Eddie Murphy. I was grown. That's Talented. how good, that's how good Eddie Murphy is, man. Talented. And I think like the current generation doesn't really get to appreciate that. Like, cause that was happening. Um even with Norbert, right? Playing multiple characters. Mm -hmm. um martin was playing big mom on big mama's house multiple characters but like a movie in that part of our culture in that time was like impressive and uh and john landis who directed coming to america he also directed uh a lot of eddie murphy's hits uh trading places mm -hmm. um he directed thriller the video the uh, short film he directed thriller and so the makeup the makeup make kind of makes sense knowing who directed it but you know the fact that like this was going on this was planned out in eddie murphy's head in the late 80s man yeah <laughs> like come on when you kind of think about it in, in an exaggerating format uh coming to america laid the blueprint for black panther in oh. wakanda when you think about it, right? Because there yeah. was there was the technology that we were lacking back then, right? That was so many takes and layering and like editing and it mastered to the point where it looked as if it was eight different people being played by the same person. Yeah, man. Excellent. So that's a, that's a good one. I think if I had to wrap up my list, I am going to end it on the tempting and tempting temptation. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. I was, well, when I was writing my list, man, I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, I can't do that and not do the five heartbeats. So mm. I decided that I didn't do either one because I didn't want to pick a side, but I'm so yeah. glad you picked I mean, that move. I mean, that, but there's several, right? We could say the American dream about the Jackson five. Yes. We could talk yes. about um, Sparkle. And, yes, and it yes. like, but the tempting temptations, they Leon played the hell man, out of David. Yo, Leon will forever have a, a seat at the cookout, man. <laughs> Always between between David Ruffin and uh and the brother in five heartbeats. Yeah. <laughs> yo, between them two characters, he, he got a seat in my cookout. And he played <laughs> little Richard, like that's a talented yes. brother. Yes, <laughs> talented brother. But yeah, tempting temptations. Um, it was actually on today, and I heard a scene, and I was on a Zoom call and started laughing because I instantly saw what was happening in the scene, and no one knew why I was laughing, and I didn't really care to tell them because they wouldn't have enjoyed that moment. In Black Man, History. I love that movie so much, yo. And that was one it's, of those miniseries movies too. Yeah, like it was it's a, a long a big it's a thing. Two, it's a long two-sided DVD. It's a two-sided yeah, DVD. Um, it's so true. But yeah, that's that's my ten, brother. 
that yo Leon played the hell out of the dag on David Ruffin, man. Cause he, he did. yo, ain't nobody ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> yo, everybody was thinking it. Yo, brother Jay. Like, did was there one person that actually was excited that Let me go Otis, see Otis. That, that, that Otis was gonna be a primary figure in the movie? But I'm when you sure nobody cared. Right. But like on the surface, no one was like, ah, we're coming to see the temptations. And then there's yes. David Ruffin, right? Yes. Otis, Otis didn't do solos. Like oh, he, if he man. did, he did, he did barely one, right? Didn't stand out, wasn't trying, like he was the band leader, right? He was the one that held everything together. Everyone else can act the ass. Yeah, man. Somebody got to be the same one. And to think he outlived all of them. That is so true. He so, is that, is that, I hope that's not a message, brother Jay. I hope that's not a message. Right. <laughs> Sing in the background. You live a long life. <laughs> yeah. Take the lead. <laughs> well, <laughs> stay in the spotlight. Right? Well. Smoke a little crack. Drink a little drink. Well. <laughs> look, look what happened. Paul drank, shot himself. Yeah, man. Sad. Um, Eddie Kendricks. Uh, Eddie, Eddie was kind of common in the back, but then he teamed up with David Ruffin after yeah, they left see, the original he got, group. He, yeah, died of, uh, he died of cancer. Yeah, David man. Ruffin died of an overdose. Yeah. Blue, Blue was kind of in the background. But he, he had, got shot. Yeah, he got shot. But a, he had MS, though, I think, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was just like, God, dog. Yeah, that, that was never that was never another variation that was equal to the original temptation. And this is like yeah. the old, the old head in me. Ain't none really greater than out. the originator. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a hell none of a greater. flick. Damn, brother Jim, I might have to watch that this weekend. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, just, just to, just to, you need a, you need a good dose of David Ruffin about Bruh. once a quarter, man. And every time <laughs> I watch it, when blue dies, I cry like I've never seen it before. Well, like and Smokey Robinson singing at the funeral. When he when they goes in the kitchen, like, let me see what's taking him so long. And then all of a sudden you hear, oh, blue. Yeah. Bruh, I was like, Mm-mm, I can't do it. And everyone's looking at me like, Negro, you have seen this. Like, I remember when it came on, we recorded it like VCRs back then. We recorded yeah. it. It was on NBC. I have it on DVD, right? Yeah, Multiple dude. copies. And I act, it gets me every time. I know it's coming. And sometimes I like get up and go to the kitchen. I will Getting a little misty you. in here. I will miss you, my brother. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And then his mother, I said, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Y'all ain't. Y'all, y'all is nothing without uh, Ruffin. Uh, they, he played the hell out of that. And it was interesting to see Right. I don't think we ever really considered that those people really had lives outside of being entertainers. And so yeah, seeing David Ruffin with Tammy Terrell and how he mistreated her. And I don't think ro- his family liked the movie, how he was portrayed in the movie, like his estate. I heard like his kids said like that wasn't how he died or something like that in the movie. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. But it, but but it was entertaining as hell. The movie. Was oh, good. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if, if some of it was dramatized and fictionalized, that was a hell of a flick. Oh, absolutely. Especially when he left, he was like, <laughs> he was like, all right, bye. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> He's like, man, y'all know I was playing. I'm going to be at practice. I'm going to be there before y'all. I was like, oh, and they kept walking. I mean, Otis, the, the guy who played Otis in the flick had a mean walk. I was like, yeah. man, they're throwing that walk. <laughs> Otis Williams in the distance, he ain't play no games. Bro. Oh man, the distance that was the original name. He's a fan, he's a fanatic. He's Otis a fanatic, Williams. right? Because it was like the Elgin. She was like, like the watch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. That's my movie. Well, wait, well, well, oh, to our to our listeners and members of the village, man. Um, one, we hope you enjoyed this edition, but also go watch the flip flicks. If you haven't seen them, do do yourself a favor and check out each film that we've mentioned, just because it's going to bring joy to your heart, man. It's going to bring joy to your heart and outside ain't opened up back yet. So you got time on your hands. You got time on your hands. Just a little bit, just a little bit. And also brother Jay, man, I want to thank, I want to thank all of our listeners in the village from across the globe, man. From across the globe, uh, we have uh, earned and have over 5,000 downloads of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev, man. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
all over the world, 5,000 times, somebody decided that we had something to say. Of the world, Craig. Brother Joe, I need a championship belt now, man. We need a championship <laughs> belt. Every recording, man, we're going to wear the championship belt. We the champs, man. We the people's and, champs. And I think that says a lot, right? Because uh, I was talking talking to another podcaster, and he was like, he was like, yo, yeah, you know, I dropped, he's like, I dropped 50 episodes in my first season, and I was like, 50? And then when I went to his podcast, it was like 13 minutes, and I was like, oh, well, we was like, when we first started season one, we was hitting no people over the head for like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, man, I think they wanted us to, 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 to pipe it down. We was too turned up. We, tr- we tried. We, we tried. tried. <laughs> we, we did our best. But man. here we are. Here Season we are, three. man. Season three. Thank all of all of the members of the village that have supported us from day one, who have purchased a T-shirt, who has shared some content on social media, who has followed us on social media, liked us on social media, came to a virtual happy hour, kickback, whatever, man. We thank y'all so much. Keep listening. We got more hot stuff coming for you, man. And, you know, as we continue, continue to celebrate Black History Month, but just just a joy and a pleasure and a privilege being black every day absolutely every day man and uh so we we thank y'all for riding with us man we just want to give you a perspective of you know what what a black man is doing out here in these streets trying to live righteous and and do right and 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 be pillars in our in our village man so we appreciate y'all we thank y'all so much on that note you have just witnessed another edition of the game recognized game podcast with rlj and kev I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin melanin evolution. evolution. Until next time, be light. Be light.